to the Joy Revolution podcast, where we are going to have deep chats about motherhood that will give you the insights, perspective shifts, and actionable tools to find ease in your day-to-day life so that you can gain back the energy and vitality you're missing and use it to create space for more joy. I'm Elizabeth Wallace, and I am here not to make motherhood easy. It's not but I am here to help you create more ease in your day-to-day life so you can close the gap between trying to match your experience of motherhood to a picture that looks good on paper or on Instagram and an experience of being a mom where your daily life feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. All right, my beautiful friends, today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is the different parts of you, specifically your thinking brain, your inner voice or your gut instinct or your heart, however you think about it, and your body. And we're going to talk about how they are currently operating in your life and how you can adjust their roles, the role that they play in your life so that you can live proudly and joyfully in the present moment, feeling super freaking confident that you can face any challenge that comes your way. Like kind of a big promise, (laughs) but I truly think that laying this out in the way that I'm about to lay it out to you is utterly life-changing and is like one of the very, very first steps in shifting the way that you go through life and feeling better on the daily. All right, so this is actually a concept of these different parts of you. This is a concept that I introduce on most, if not all, of my coaching consult calls. So this is a little bit of insight into when you sign up for a consult call and you're like, hey, Elizabeth, I want coaching, we would typically go through what it is that you're about to hear. So When most people set up a call with me, I often find that they are all up in their heads, right? And this is super common, right? It is so, so common, right? And this looks like worrying that they're missing out on life, right? Feeling like time is passing you by, but you're not really present. Feeling unable to detach from the never-ending to-do lists, right? The piles of laundry, the kids who need to be fed, clothed, cleaned up after, et cetera, right? This feeling of or sense of antsiness, like I just want this period in my life to be over, right? Or sometimes people will say to me, I have a lot of my mind, a lot on my mind. I, I, I don't have enough time. Like this is all just too much. Right? It could also sound like, I'm living 10 steps ahead, always. I'm hyper-focused on the small things, right? People will tell me that they close their eyes like they're supposed to be falling asleep and drifting off, but instead your thoughts are running like crazy, right? I have people who come to me and say, I want my life to feel less of a grind. I want to slow down. I know I'm meeting everything with such freaking resistance in my life. And I just want to be done with it. 
When I hear things like this, and these are all literally taken from conversations that I've had with many, many, many people, these are signs to me that your thinking brain is taking an outsized role in the management of your life. And this makes perfect sense because of the culture that we live in. Okay, you're going to hear me say this like 750,000 times. But it is the backdrop for so much of what we talk about here on this podcast. In our culture, we pretty much only celebrate the thinking brain, right? How smart are you? How smart are your kids? What grades did you get? How articulate are you? What were your SAT scores? Which is the last one I'm laughing so hard at because damn, I took the SATs five times, five And never did my math score get above like 500 or 520 or something like that. Like I I just, no. (laughs) Anyways, when we were growing up, we were, we did not spend any time learning about our emotions and our inner voices. And we certainly didn't spend time honing the skills of using our emotions, our sensations, our inner voices to improve the quality of our lives. And like, luckily, that is changing now. Our kids are learning more about emotions and sensations as well as how to listen to themselves, which it's funny. It actually makes it or it can make it feel kind of stressful for us moms Because when we're working with our kids on their emotions and their sensations or their gut instincts, we're also building the plane while flying, right? We are trying to scramble and figure that stuff out within ourselves so we can make sense of it and translate it and work with it with our kids. So I want you to think about this episode like a manual to the different parts of you. And after you listen, you'll have a clear understanding of how these parts work and how they can work together. So for my analogy-loving friends, this is how I have historically described, described these parts of you and how they're currently working and how they can work to clients on consult calls, okay? I want you to think about yourself like you're a private company, right? Companies have CEOs, They have COOs and a myriad of other positions that are carrying out all of the functions of the company, right? And typically, you know, when a company is really young, you might have one person who's doing all the functions of the business and then they grow it to two people and then maybe four people, right? And as the company grows, the responsibilities are shared, are, are, you know, given to people whose function it is to carry those roles out, right? The way that you are working on your insides, if you find yourself thinking things like, like, I just want this to be over, like worrying, you know, all the what ifs, the planning, the all caught up in your head, then very likely your brain is functioning as the CEO, the COO, and doing all the work, right? It is working really hard. Your brain is working overtime and it's utterly exhausting, 
right? If your brain feels tired and you're sick of decision-making, all the decisions that we have to make as moms, all the planning that we have to make as moms, all the logistics and details that typically fall on a mom's shoulders, right? The brain is doing all of it, let alone trying to figure out, well, what kind of a mom do I want to be? right? How do I hold boundaries? What is the, how, how do I treat my children? How do I treat myself, right? Your brain is trying to carry all of that out. But there are these other two parts of you that are very often overlooked because, as I mentioned earlier, they are overlooked in our culture. So why the heck would you have paid attention to them up until now? One part of you is your body. And by your body, I mean your sensations, both internal sensations and sensations that uh, are responses to the external world. And we'll dive into that more in a second, as well as your emotions. So your sensations and your emotions. That's your body. And then you have your inner voice. And you can think about this in any way that it sort of lands with you. Some people are like, oh, yes, I have an inner voice. Some people say I have a gut instinct. Other people sort of the, the wisdom or like how they know they're listening to themselves as they feel it in their heart, right? So inner voice, gut instinct, your heart, whatever it is for you, I'm going to refer to it as my inner voice or as your inner voice in this, this episode. Those are other two really important parts of you. And up until now, they've been sitting, like watching the brain carry out all the functions of your company, right, of your being, of yourself. And what we want to do is to do a little bit of a reorg, okay, because these different parts of you are really good at different things. And we want to give to like separate out the responsibilities so it's not just one, all of the work on one part of you, as well as to amplify all these different parts of you's strengths. So what it would look like is this. Okay, I want you to think about creating a new structure for your internal self, your company, where your inner voice, your gut instinct, your heart becomes the CEO, okay, where your brain becomes the COO and then your body becomes that magical executive assistant who is working with both the CEO and the COO and is sort of the communication channel between them being like, ooh, like, you know, the COO is pretty pissed at the direction that we're going or the CEO doesn't understand why we're carrying out this plan like this or like where are the analytics and the metrics, right, of, of, of how we're doing. And the reason why um, – this reorg tends to work really, really well is because of the strengths of all these different pieces of you. So let's dive in. And it's, so this is like the manual part of it, right? Where we break down your brain, your body, and your inner voice. So your brain, right? We are going to talk about your brain uh, so much on this podcast. But for the purposes of this operating manual, here are some things that your brain is really good at some functions it can carry out without the blink of an eye. Your brain is really good at risk management. It's really good at problem solving, at analytics, at carrying out plans, right? This is what your brain is programmed to do 
because the oldest part of your brain, right, your lizard brain is literally focused on survival and using it and it's predictive, right? It's it's a modeling machine, <laughs> right? Of like what has happened previously and how can we use that to anticipate what might come down the pike. So we want to give that COO role to your brain, right? Because it's really good at all the things that a COO would do of carrying out the plans created by the CEO, right? Of, of problem solving, of looking at the futures, of risk management and risk tolerance, right? Those are all brain functions, all right? So then that leads to the question of, okay, so who becomes the CEO of yourself, like your company, your internal world? Well, that is your inner voice, right? We want to promote your inner voice to the CEO position of your life because we want that innermost part of you to be setting your mission, your vision, your values for your life. We want your inner voice to be the one that is dictating how, you know, the culture of your company, aka how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, and how you treat and talk to other people. And the reason for that is we want those big macro level vibe setting pieces of you to be in alignment with your core truest self and then you work with your brain to carry out that mission those the vision adhering to the values in the daily operations of your life right then we have your body okay so your body is all about communication have you ever been in a in a company or in a work setting where there's just that person who knows what's going on with everyone? Like not necessarily in a gossipy way, but just in like the, ooh, yeah, like the workers, the people, the employees, they're not super happy with the way, the direction that the company is going. Or, hey, the this policy change could have been communicated more clearly by the operations side of things, right? By, by the COO. That in this scenario is your body. And the reason is because everything your body is communicating to you is telling you if there is friction or fear or, you know, it's telling you what's going on in your brain and in your inner voice, your heart. Okay. And the way that it's carried out is your nervous system. So your nervous system is literally, like actually using that word correctly, literally (laughs) a two-way communication channel between your body and your brain. And then your emotions are your brain's way of making sense, right? We talked about this in earlier episodes, your brain making sense of the sensations that you're feeling. So when you get another invitation for another play date, right? And you feel like you should. Your brain is like, ugh, we really should. You know, like, we like it would be really good for us to go to that person's house. And they came to our birthday party the other weekend. Like, we really need to go to theirs. But you feel this internal friction, this internal rub. That's how you know there is a conflict 
between the way that you really feel and what your brain is telling you. Right? Maybe you feel a pit in your stomach or a tightness in your chest. Right? That's that little whisper from your body, your executive assistant, who's like, hey, there's a little bit of a disagreement between what your brain is telling you you should do and where somewhere in your body, whether it's your heart, your gut, your inner voice, wherever it lives, is telling you would be most in alignment with what's best for your the overall health, growth, and happiness of your company, of yourself, right? Similarly, right, you find yourself on the playground or in the parking lot after daycare pickup and you find yourself kind of, you know, falling into a bitch session or a trash talking session with another mom. And there's a part of you that feels icky about that where you're like kind of like in the back of your mind like why am I doing this or like somewhere in your gut again maybe it's like a sinking feeling in your stomach that sensation right is telling you "Ooh, is what I'm doing what I'm engaging with in alignment with who I want to be like my vision for myself my values the way that I want to be living my life right or is there friction there telling me like this doesn't quite align. And now here's the thing, okay? Just because your inner voice gets promoted to CEO doesn't mean that the COO, your brain, doesn't have a say. That doesn't mean that they are just like a zombie carrying out the vision of your inner voice. No, like your brain is going to have very... um important and useful insights to provide, right? Just like a COO would. That's literally their function is to, you know, to do their job and bring concerns, bring ideas to the CEO and they collaborate, right? And same with the executive assistant. Like I would never want to work for a company that doesn't value all of their employees' voices and in the company that I run inside myself, my body has a big say, right? If my body is like everyone in the company is freaking exhausted, aka I have no energy, I'm really freaking tired, then the CEO, right, who makes all the big decisions for the company is can either be like, all right, we're giving everybody the day off. You know, what is just true is I hear you everyone is exhausted, let's take a nap today and Netflix it up. Or the CEO could be like, I hear you, but we really need to get this stuff done. We'll get a break in two days or we'll get a break tomorrow, right? So the goal of separating out these different parts of you is to give everyone a role, but also a voice at the table, And what this helps do is ensure that you are not bypassing any parts of you that are asking for attention, right? Like your brain's concerns, yeah, they're valid. But let's check them against your mission and your vision and your values for yourself, right? Let's let's check in with how, you know, the pulse of your company, right? What your body is telling you, what you need, right? And then it also gives you a nice check of when your brain starts to run away with things and get really freaking loud, you can have a pause of like, is your brain doing more than its role? 
Is it trying to figure out and decide things all by itself without checking in with your inner voice or your body? Now, your brain may be like, faster, harder, do all the things. But, you know, one of your values, you know, your personal values might be joy, which one of mine is <laughs> where I pulled that from. And I'm like, okay, well, faster, harder, working all the time doesn't align with joy. So I hear you, brain, but I'm going to reorient towards joy, which is one of the values and make, make sure that I am getting that in my daily life. Right? Or when your brain is like, faster, harder, more, do more, you're a bad mother, right? It's like, okay, but your body is telling you, I'm tired. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the energy. Well, you can't run a company on the broken backs of workers, right? Or at least, I mean, you can. Right? There's lots of examples of this in the world. But no company that I would feel good working for or aligning myself with. Not in my company, right? Not on my insides. This is not how we do things. I am unwilling for that to be the culture. Because the blah, blah. <laughs> I just always leave those in here because, hey, I'm human. The culture that you set of how you treat yourself, how clear you are around your vision for your life or, you know, for the next phase of your life, for your values, the things that you care about, the culture on your insides is what dictates the quality of your life right? It's your lived experience. So in order to feel into these different pieces of you a little bit right now, I want you to think about a time when you had a gut instinct about something or you chose to do something or be in a way that just felt right in your bones. Often when people are like, well, I don't, I don't know. If they are married or have a partner, I say, well, how did you know you wanted to be with your partner? What did that feel like? Where did that knowing come from? Right, similarly, you could ask, or I could ask <laughs> right now, think about a decision that you made that felt really good. Like feet planted, grounded, oh, I know this is right. right. Think about that decision and notice if you were to do a little check inside, where did that decision come from? Where in your body did you feel a little flutter or, you know, indicator light? Another way to just sort of identify this gut instinct inner voice feeling is, <clears throat> have you ever walked into a room and you're like, ooh, like something is off. Like you know in your bones something is wrong. Where did that come from? Or if you ever just knew something was going to happen, right? That gut instinct, something that your heart knew, even if it was like uncomfortable, you know, in relationships, sometimes it's like, 
I knew it was the right thing to end things, even though it was painful. Something along those lines. Take yourself to an example where you just knew something deep inside yourself. How did you know that feeling was present? What did that feel like? All right. And then, you know, on a scale of one to 10, just do a little check-in on how often or how, yeah, how often are you hearing that voice? Are you checking in with that part of you? 10 being high, one being low. And truly no judgment here. Just like, hey, where are we at right now? Because after this podcast, you know, I will sort of have separated out these different parts of me and I'll be in the process of learning to reorg my internal company here. So I just want to take stock of like, hey, how much are you speaking up already in her voice? All right. And then... Think of a time when your brain has been on fire, doing all the things. How did you know that was happening? And your brain is running wild and you're what people will call overthinking. What does that feel like? How do you know that's happening? Just feeling into the sensation of when your brain is really loud. And then we're going to turn up the volume on your body. So I want you to actually do this in this present moment because your body's sensations are present moment driven. So take a moment and if you are not driving, if you're driving, do this later or operating any heavy machinery. (laughs) If you feel safe to soften your gaze or close your eyes, I should say. All right, just tune your awareness inward. And imagine that you could like shrink into a tiny version of you, like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and go inside the top of your head. (laughs) Almost like you're taking a tour from top to toe. Just noticing what, if any, sensations are present in different parts of your body. Maybe tingling in your hands, tightness in your shoulders. Maybe there's an ache in your belly or a tension in your belly or maybe it's soft and relaxed. Any and everything you feel in your body is simply information communicating to you, to you about you. And while we're here with the body, I just want to put a call out to the actual eight different senses or sensory systems that you have. Right? So we know the, the, the typical five, right? The five that come top of mind of 
sight, smell, touch, sound, and taste. I think that was all of them. Yeah. But there are three other ones that are actually internal. The first is your proprioception. Right? And this is um, the sensations in your muscles. <laughs> what? Your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments. You know, it's it's how it tells us how our body is moving in space and it helps us detect force and pressure. Okay. The next one is your vestibular input, something that I have actually been learning a lot about because my 17-month-old is a vestibular seeker, seeks a lot of stimulation in his vestibular system. And so your vestibular is your inner ear. And the stimulation is when it is when anytime you change and change position, right? Anytime you change direction or movement in your head. Um, so this is the system that helps you have a sense of where your body is in space, your posture, right? It helps kind of put together your visual field and your sense of equilibrium. So someone who uh, seeks a lot of stimulation in their vestibular system really likes to be spun around, be hung upside down. There can be a lot of stimulation um, in that area. And then the eighth one is interoception. And this is, I think, one of the coolest ones because it's it unlocks so much for us. This is the our ability to know what's happening inside our body. So this is your uh, sense of, yeah, do I have to pee? Am I hungry? Right? Your, how hot are you? How cold are you? Right? If you have an itch, if you're nauseous, if you're sleepy, right? Your internal sense of what's going on is actually your interoception. Freaking cool, right? And so really, truly, your body, it has like its finger on the pulse of the way that we interact with the outside world. Those are the, you know, uh, sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing, right? That's input from the outside world as well as What's going on inside of us, where we are in space, our equilibrium and our ability to tell if we are hungry, thirsty, sleepy, you know, have to pee, all those things. So when you tune in right now and you drop into your body, because I think the interoceptive system is so crucial and important. And there's going to be a whole other podcast about this. Um, I just want you to tune in and notice like, "Mm, am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Or do I have to pee? Right now. And if you get a yes to any of those things, like please get up, go and do that. (laughs) Right. But by making it a practice to pause and tune in with these different parts of you, you start to adjust the dials of how loud each part of you is and who is running the show. And because it is your company, your body, yourself in this world, you get to decide what role each each part of you plays, 
whether it is the inner voice in the CEO role or, you know, or not, right? You get to decide what role these parts play. And one way that can be helpful in doing that is to almost personify these different parts of you. Like if you were to imagine your brain, what would they look like? What qualities would they have? Same with your inner voice, right? If you were to invite them to the table, how would they show up? What would their energy be? And then the same with your body. And anytime you are having trouble making a decision, right, or something feels off, or you feel caught up in your head, you can invite all three parts of you to the table to be like, hey, what's going on here? Right? What's just true? What's going on in the company? Body, <laughs> executive assistant, right? What's the pulse? Give me the lowdown, the 411. <laughs> and then <clears throat> talking about, okay, so on a large scale, How does this fit in with how we want to be living our lives, our intention, our mission, our vision, our orientation, right? From the podcast from last week about setting your orientation instead of expectations, the orientation is the CEO's job, right? What are we focusing on right now? What's the big goal we have right now? What are we oriented towards? And then checking in with the brain around, hey, are there any concerns? Are there anything that you want to, you know, things we haven't thought of? Anything that you can see that could throw us, you know, throw us for a loop. But one of the most helpful things is simply to start recognizing these different parts of you and when they are speaking up and what they sound like. These parts of you exist whether or not you are paying attention to them. And you're doing yourself a disservice when you do ignore them. Because a lot of the friction that we feel is between these different parts of us, right? Our body saying, hey, we, the, we don't feel good, right? Or your brain saying, hey, like we, <laughs> there is something that we got to be concerned about and figure out right now. Or not having a sense of direction or values or what you want your culture to be like on your insides and how you operate in the world by not having anyone in that CEO position, by quieting or simply just not really knowing your inner voice, which many, many, most, I'll say most, people don't. But what can work so beautifully when you give everyone their role is then you have a sense of direction and values and culture of how you are on your insides, how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, and how you operate in the world with other people that is set from a place inside you that just feels really aligned and really grounded and really like you. And then your life, the sort of management of your life is carried out by this wonderfully analytical thinking brain that can help watch for dangers, Right, and bring things up when we need to pay attention to them, but can also you know, solve problems really well, all in the name of aligning with your orientation set by the CEO. And then when you consider your body 
and take into account the valid, insightful information that it has to give you, well, then you sure as heck are not going to have a company that is burned out and resentful and exhausted by life. You will have a thriving, happy, purposeful, problem-solving company that knows no matter what comes our way, we are grounded in our mission and our vision and our values and we've got the, the brains to figure out, to problem-solve. Right? And all along the way, we will be treating ourselves, our, our, our workers essentially on the insides really well so that there's not burnout, so that we don't quit on ourselves. Right? I want you to be all in on your company, on yourself. All right? So take some time and start to tune into these different parts of you and start to parse through getting to know, was this my brain speaking or what does my body have to say right now? What is my body asking for? What is it cluing me into? And if I were to imagine I have a gut instinct right now, what would it be? And what would it be like to listen to that? All right, that is it for today. But know that if you want further support with this, if you want to get really personal and get some help parsing through your own inner voice, help turning that up, help reining in your brain so that it fits within the COO role and help tuning into your body to listen to what it has to tell you, that is exactly what we do in one-on-one coaching. So you can either reach out to me via my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach or on my website, which is www.elizabethwallacewellness.com. And we'll set up a time to talk about what that process would look like for you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that with each of these podcasts, you will create a little bit more mental and emotional ease in your day-to-day life. Because those one-degree shifts, they add up. If you're looking for more, you can find me on my Instagram at ElizabethTheJoyCoach, or you can learn more about working with me personally at my website, www.elizabethwallacewellness.com. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to make it easier for other moms to join the joy revolution.